Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Since we are gathered here on land that was the home of indigenous peoples for thousands of years, I will once again begin with excerpts from the Haudenosaunee Thanksgiving Address, a thousand-year-old prayer that opens every one of their meetings. A commentary by John Stokes reads, the address is based on the belief that the world cannot be taken for granted, that a spiritual communication of thankfulness and acknowledgement of all living things must be given to align the minds and hearts of the people with nature. This word align is so important. You can feel your alignment with the earth as you sit here, right? Yes? We are one with this earth. So let me start with a few excerpts. And this is a call and response, some of you know. This is called the people. Today we have gathered and we see that the cycles of life continue. We have been given the duty to live in balance and harmony with each other and all living things. So now we bring our minds together as one, as we give greetings and thanks to each other as people. Now our minds are one. Then comes the Earth Mother. We are all thankful to our mother, the Earth, for she gives us all that we need for life. She supports our feet as we walk about upon her. It gives us joy that she continues to care for us as she has from the beginning of time. To our mother, we send greetings and thanks. Now our minds are one. We, this is the waters. We give thanks to all the waters of the world for quenching our thirst and providing us with strength. Water is life. We know its power in many forms. Waterfalls, rain, mists and streams, rivers and oceans. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to the spirit of water. (laughs) 
I'll jump ahead to the plants. Now we turn toward the vast fields of plant life. As far as the eye can see, the plants grow, working many wonders. They sustain many life forms. With our minds gathered together, we give thanks and look forward to seeing plant life for many generations to come. Now, and the animals. We gather our minds together to send greetings and thanks to all the animal life in the world. They have many things to teach us as people. We see them near our homes and in the deep forests. We are glad they are still here and we hope that it will always be so. We now turn our thoughts to the trees. The earth has many families of trees who have their own instructions and uses. Some provide us with shelter and shade, others with fruit, beauty, and other useful things. Many peoples of the world use a tree as a symbol of peace and strength. With one mind, we greet and thank the tree life. Now, the sun. We now send greetings and thanks to our eldest brother, the sun. Each day without fail, he travels the sky from east to west, bringing the light of a new day. He is the source of all the fires of light. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to our brother, the sun. Grandmother Moon. We put our minds together and give thanks to our oldest grandmother, the moon, who lights the nighttime sky. She is the leader of women all over the world and she governs the movement of the ocean tides. By her changing face, we measure time. And it is the moon who watches over the arrival of children here on earth. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to our grandmother, the moon. Now, I'll end with the enlightened teachers. We gather our minds to greet and thank the enlightened teachers who have come to help throughout the ages. When we forget how to live in harmony, they remind us of the way we were instructed to live 
as people. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to these caring teachers. Now, So for the indigenous peoples, every meeting is an opportunity to give thanks. In Judaism too, every moment we express Thank you God for allowing me to be here with you today. For those of you who have arrived safely Thank you. To inhale the fragrance of this incense. Thank you. To have this opportunity to be together in this peaceful and loving way. Thank you. All psalms, all sacred music are nothing but Thank you, thank you for all that is. And Buddhist practice is gratitude practice. Earlier today, I spoke of our gratitude to the Dharma for making it possible for a new monk to offer his life to the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And immediately he was put to work again. <laughs> Our gratitude to those who made it possible for this tradition to take root in the West. So many pioneering Zen teachers and Buddhist teachers came here from Japan, from Korea, from Vietnam, from Tibet, from China, from all directions in the East to offer this practice to us. And of course, it is our responsibility to take this offering up as our very life itself and to act from this fundamental oneness. I feel particularly grateful this Thanksgiving. As I know all of you here do. To be here with my Dharma heir Chigan Roshi and his wife Shukisan. 
to be here with my husband, Andy, my son, Jesse, my daughter-in-law, Amy, and Amy's mother, Dory, to share this time of true gladness on such a deep level, really being able to speak from the heart, nourished so beautifully by this spirit of understanding, of love, of gratitude. And I've received so many messages of thanks from Sangha practitioners all around the world. You have all come here today to join in this, with this feeling. It was necessary to come here today, right? It was really important to be here. We've gone through so much, still are. So many losses, so much distress and disharmony felt by the world around us. We can only bow in gratitude for the practice of Buddha Dharma that has nurtured, supported, and encouraged us throughout this time. So to feel indeed from whatever point of view we may take, we have no doubt but that now our minds are one. I was thinking about, well, remembering really the way some of us old folks were taught the three R's, reading, writing, they didn't worry about spelling, <laughs> and arithmetic. <laughs> How many of you remember that from childhood? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. <gasps> and I think for us now, At this moment, on this planet, what we really need to dig into are these three R's. Relationship. Reciprocity. And responsibility. To feel 
the profundity of our relationship with everything, the interconnectedness that allows us to open to another's heart, to understand the struggles of a being. and to want nothing but to offer whatever is needed. This takes clarity of mind. The compassion that wells up must be expressed with action that comes from insight. to feel that we are in relation to everyone, every being, without exception. What a treasure. Reciprocity. Here again, our indigenous guides have shown us how to live. When we receive something, how to take that and how to give back, how to make sure that when we pick a plant, we do so in a way that allows its relations to grow strong and produce more such plants, how to cultivate, how to Take care of a place like this, 1,400 acres. Can we be a model so that others understand what that reciprocity can be? How do we, how do we engage with people whose views may be very different from ours? How do we learn how to speak and how to listen in ways that honor that reciprocity. And the third, responsibility. This is something that we cultivate through our daily practice, through all the ways in which we simply notice, pay attention, do what's necessary feel what someone else may be guided to do with the right caring remarks and guidance. How can we all work together? We have a responsibility as Buddhist practitioners to awaken and to act from that clarity. <laughs> So let us vow to purify our hearts, to live simply, freeing ourselves from egocentric and selfish desires, and really 
looking at what it means to live by the four great vows, as I spoke of earlier. One of my favorite sayings by Soen Shaku Roshi, who first came to America in 1893 at the World Parliament of Religions in Chicago, he said, self-sacrifice from a Buddhist point of view is gratitude. Gratitude is another word for compassion. So with deep gratitude to you all for being here, for appreciating what it is to have this treasure, this monastery in your lives, for wanting deeply to care for and protect it for future generations, whereas the Haudenosaunee say, the seventh generation, we must think, how will our actions affect the seventh generation? Always keeping this sense of responsibility alive, not as an obligation, but as something that emanates from the loving hearts that we all are cultivating here. So I'll end with something by Rumi. It's called One Song. What is praised is one, so the praise is one too. T-O-O. Many jugs being poured into a huge basin. All religions, all this singing, one song. The differences are just illusion and vanity. Sunlight looks slightly different on this wall from the way it does on that wall. And a lot different on this other one. But it is still one light. We have borrowed these clothes, these time and space personalities from a light. And when we praise, we pour them back in. Happy Thanksgiving. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.